take two of recording the intro. Not my fault. Well, kind of. Yeah, it's kind of my fault. Okay, long hiatus. I understand. It's okay. All right, we have um, no interview this week, but we have lots to talk about. Reverse retros are back. Dustin Johnson won the Masters. Congratulations. Tyler Murray may be making a name for himself in the MVP conversation, so that's exciting. Look forward to that. I uh, took a couple risky picks in my week 11 locks. A couple risky picks, and you're also a craft beer guy now. So, ladies and gentlemen, enjoy this week of the A-List. Ladies and gentlemen, it is A-List. We are finally back and we are presented, as always, by Oliver's Funeral Home. You know I love Oliver's and I love my boy Chris and they love everything they're doing for us. So go check out Oliver's and go check out Chris and he'll help you out. Oliver's Funeral Home in Grand Prairie, Alberta is ready to handle every detail of the funeral planning process with compassion and understanding. Our friends over at Oliver's will treat us right. They're going to treat you right as well. Coping can be a long process. Like if you're a New Orleans Saints fan and your starting quarterback just had a collapsed lung and broken ribs, such as myself being a Saints fan, this is a pretty depressing time. We are in the full swing of things. So we're hoping Drew Brees a healthy recovery. But if you need to cope with a loss such as that, head over to Oliver's Funeral Home. Dealing with the loss of a loved one is hard and you shouldn't have to go through it alone. Oliver's is ready to help. Ladies and gentlemen, after a little short hiatus, we are back. Um, Landon, what's up, buddy? Brett, what's going on, boys? How are we doing? Good. I don't know how you can say that Saints fans need, like, you're 7-2. and two. Yeah, it sucks. You should be 7-1. and one. Well, 8-1. and 8-1. We should be 9-0. and oh. Okay. No, you're not the Steelers, big guy. Um, We're better. Producer Brett, how are you? I'm doing good. Yeah, I've had a boring week, but I'm surviving. Yeah, I'll take the blame for the old uh, the hiatus. I had reading week, and it was hectic. And, yeah, the boys were trying to make it work, and it was not working. But we're back at it. We're going to be back at it. We're going strong. Well, so, we had a, we had a close then, uh, contact uh, with COVID, too. So, being safe. Yeah. True. You're playing the safe card there. Everyone's fine. We're all COVID free, so that's good. Um, but also, I mean, you know, we've been grinding pretty hard lately, so it was nice having a bit of a, a little bit of a break there as well. We can now bring you guys the the content that you guys have been uh, missing and craving. You know, we've had some of you guys asking where we've been, but uh, we're back and uh, better than ever. Back and better than ever. Yes. And speaking of back. You know, back in time, maybe a little reverse retro action. Yes. So those will get it started on some NHL. I mean, not much is happening in the hockey world right now, but the NHL decided to release. Well, I guess Adidas and the NHL together decided to release a reverse retro for all 31 teams, including the uh, ancient Vegas Golden Knights. They have a reverse retro. They've had so many classic jerseys to go through, so I know that must have been a tough decision on how they were, how yeah. they were going to pick one. But um, no, I I think um, 
I like I like the fact that everyone's getting alternates. You know, every now and then we see like spreads of teams getting alternates throughout the year. And the Leafs, for example, are never a team that gets alternate jerseys. I mean, they're just a, they're the same jerseys kind of more or less every year. Um, but no, it's nice that I mean, I don't love the logo or the jersey that we got. I love the jersey. I'd hate the logo. The logo is too big um, for the Leafs. Yeah, it's big. It's very big. And I also wish that the logo was white instead of the blue logo that Toronto has. I kind of liked the blue on blue. I just didn't like the logo they chose. Yeah. If they would have put the, the new leaf on it with the blue leaf on blue, I thought it, would, it probably would have been fine. And I'm the other way. I think if they would have same like the new logo or whatever, but with the white, I think the white would just contract. There's too much blue going on. Yeah, um, But... I mean, you and I had some pretty differing opinions on what we thought. Yeah. Was, uh, you said you – I think Brett can agree with me on this one. We talked about it last night. You love the Vancouver Canucks jersey. Yeah, you got them in the super hot bonfire category. Which... Oh, you're looking at my rank. I, <laughs> yeah, I love your category names. Those are awesome. <laughs> you thought, what, like, bonfire? Someone super... tweeted at me. They were like, dry wood question? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah, I got a few problems with your list here, but the Vancouver one's definitely. Yeah, well, go go through my list. Tell me your problems. I'll defend them. Well, Nashville, pretty, pretty lame. Honestly, they kind of just look like they're they're normal jerseys. I don't know. Yeah, but okay. Here's the deal. As a former Storm player and Storm fan of that era, I love those jerseys with the silver striping. So so to see a gold version of that, I was uh, I was all for it. I just ah, think okay. that uh, they should have, they should have went back to like you know in like those original ones that they had with the silver that was on top that was that like is what it is. Yeah, but it's not the same. It's not the same fabric. It's more of just a silver color. It's still like normal jersey color. Yeah, but the fabric that's because it was a different company, dude. Adidas doesn't have that. Well, Adidas can make a fucking fabric. I mean, they're a billion dollar company. I'm assuming they can probably make that fabric. It's not like you know. One company has the rights to a certain fabric. Yeah, um, that's fair. I, I mean, Nashville, I just, I don't like, I'm not a, I don't love the yellow. The yellow is just a bit too much for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then my, other, which other the, ones you got problems with? Come on. The next problem I had is I, I don't understand how like Toronto, Florida, and St. Louis, even Dallas get ranked below Detroit. Detroit's is like a literal practice jersey. Like Detroit it's just white and gray. Like, it is the worst one. What, that was what category yeah, is Detroit in? You put them in dry wood. Oh, I, yeah, that's a what's mistake. Below, what's below like, the dry wood? Like wet wood? Soaked wood. Yeah, wet wood. <laughs> wet wood. Yeah, Detroit should be um, soaking wood. Like yeah. that is that, – those jerseys are terrible. Yeah, terrible. I don't I, – that was a mistake. It should have been in the dry – in the wet wood section. The one yeah. I had a, the one I had a problem with is that you didn't like the Florida Panthers jersey, yeah. which in my opinion might be the best jersey at Calgary Flames. But that Florida Panthers jersey with that logo that they used to have is the deadliest jersey that was released. I like okay. This is what I don't I don't like all the striping. There's like four stripes at the bottom. Yes, the white trim and that yeah. ooh, I, I I love it. I think the stripes add to it. I don't know, man. I would, I would, I like the navy, and I like the shoulders. I wish they would have done less striping at the bottom and on the sleeves. I feel like it's possibly the best logo. I'm a minimalistic guy, though. Like if if it's a, if it's more minimalistic, I'm gonna like it. 
But you love well, the Vancouver Canucks one. Yeah, it's still it's minimalistic. minimalistic. It's just a gradient. That's yeah, but for the NHL, that's not minimalistic. That's like going, you know, out of the way to create. That's NBA stuff. The NBA's been doing stuff like this. This isn't. This is trash. The oh. other reason I really liked it is because I also base it on the fact of how well they reversed the retro. And the, if you look at the old Vancouver Canucks with the gradient with the red, I I just in really enjoy that they just swapped it to green, and it, I think it looks cool, man. I think it was a missed opportunity to go back to the, the black and gold. They've already done that the last like three years. And they should be doing it like permanently or <laughs> like, they could have, or they could have done the reverse retro with, cause they've always done the black uh, main one, but they could have done the all yellow, the all yellow striped ones. Even those things. Yeah, were true. True. Um, another one that I absolutely loved and I, I'm not a Flames fan, but the Calgary Flames jersey is fire. I love that thing. Fire. Yeah. Hey, so uh, you guys know what, what that animal is? It's a is horse. It, is it a yeah, see, I, I couldn't argue with my roommates over this. They thought it was a dragon. Like, no, that's a horse. <laughs> we had to Google it, but just so everyone because knows, it is a horse. If you're, if you're from Alberta, that's embarrassing that they didn't know, because if you're from Alberta, you should know Calgary is known – for the Calgary Stampede, it's obviously a horse. Right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, um, and then Kings uh, is fire. Kings is fire. I like. I yeah. I like the Kings one. I wish that they because I love the logo. I do wish that maybe they didn't do the purple and yellow and they just went to the black and the black and gray look. That those black and grays are sick. Mm, purple and yellow. I'm a fan. I'm, I've always been a fan. I just remember when Edge changed their jerseys one year and I wore the purple and yellow Edge jerseys. Right, yeah. you know, I got one of those in my basement right now. I mean, they were all right. I mean, it was, at the time, they were pretty fire for Edge. But, I mean, yeah. that's all that, that one reminds me of. Okay. Um, I, I, I really like the Ottawa one, but it's super minimalistic. Fire. Ottawa just has a bunch of good New Jerseys. Yeah, like great New Jerseys. All three of them are really good. Tampa can't go wrong with just putting some blue on the old classic. Yeah. Um, who else? Oh, Arizona, the purple. It's just so unique. Love that. Yeah. Let me didn't. I really like the Oilers, but they should have inverted the colors on the logo. Okay, well, this is what I was telling Livy. I wish that they would have taken the old oil drop logo and then put reverse retro colors on Oh, that. yeah. Would have been cool. I like, think that that would only look good if the jerseys were white, but I don't think that would look good if the, like, the base color was orange or blue. Yeah. yeah, I agree. I was talking with Sandbox, and he said they should have brought the oil drop back. And I said, well, the oil drop needs to come back exactly as it was. And the whole point of this was to reverse it and, like, make it different. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I'd want the oil drop to be any different than it was. Yeah, I got true. one more. I got one more. Uh, the Islanders basically just made their blue a little bit darker. It's the same yeah. Movie. Yeah, I did not uh, – was not a fan. Okay, one that's not getting enough love, the Columbus Blue Jackets. I Fire. feel like that is the ultimate – well, it's a nice jersey, but it's the ultimate, like, you ran into this, these jerseys at, with the summer hockey team. Like, it's yeah. a spring hockey jersey. I love it, though. I think what's not getting – well, it's not getting enough love for a certain reason. So, the Washington Capitals, the jersey is not as good as it could have been. If they just went with the – even like the normal logo, but those old black and bronze colors, 
and like the light blue sort of thing to add there, mm-hmm. oh, it would have been they would have been really. I get that they have to switch up the jersey somewhat, but like the Islanders didn't switch up their jersey at all, so I feel like the Capitals probably could have went with uh, the black. You don't like the Screaming Eagle? I love the Screaming Eagle, but I'm saying if you were to switch it up for the reverse retro, and then like have the old colors but the new logo. Yeah, fair enough. But no, I love the Screaming Eagle. I think it's sick, but I just think that jersey is so nice, like as an original type of deal. Same with the Oiler Oil Drop or whatever. One thing, like as much as I love the Colorado jersey, and I and I really like the Whalers one too. I'm not a huge fan of these teams wearing jerseys for cities they are no longer in. You know what I mean? Minnesota. Well, the. That's okay, but they didn't put the logo on. They kept their own. They just used the colors. So it'd be different if Colorado used their logo, just Nordique colors, or same with Carolina, but just Whalers colors. It's just like you, you, the Hartford Whalers, are, uh, you're not them. Like, I just don't understand that. And same with uh, the Nordiques. As much as I love the jersey, it's really nice. Like, People were pissed when the Nordiques left Quebec uh, to go to Colorado. And I just feel like they're kind of not – I just think it's a dick move. Like, you know, yeah, what I, mean? I all feel those, that too. All those old Quebec fans are probably choked. Like, the Arizona Coyotes should have had a Winnipeg Jets alternate. Yeah, like, like exactly. So, what, like, how would that work? Well, that's a little different, right? I mean, there's no – I mean, like – Coyotes obviously can't do a Winnipeg Jets throwback because there's a Winnipeg team. But, like, we don't have to worry about um, Hartford getting a team anytime soon. And technically speaking, I mean, that is part of the Carolina Hurricanes' past and their history. And then, for I can't Colorado. wait for the Arizona Coyotes' Winnipeg Jets all throwback. Well, they should. But, like, there's no point of them doing it now because, you know, Winnipeg has a team. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, true. And then how come the Dallas Stars aren't doing the th- Minnesota no- throwback? They're technically who the Minnesota North Stars were. True. So, that's no, it's not that I don't like the jerseys. The jerseys are nice. It just confuses me. The Dallas Stars came so close to having a very nice jersey. Oh, my God. Okay. I wish they would have went back to 06, 07, those dark green. Like, they, they hit it with, like, the uh, – like the star on the jersey. I like that part, but I don't like the color scheme that they went with. No, it's there's too much. I mean, uh, too, too much, much white, white, I think. And that's what I was yeah. wondering. We were talking about this too yesterday, Brett, about like how they decide. Like, so many teams must be dark and some must be, so many have to be light. Like, true. Because yeah. I a guess a lot like, of dark ones, though. Yeah, a lot of dark ones. But there's also like, so I was looking, like, San Jose has those gray ones. Somebody can wear a dark one against those gray ones. Um, even with, even with the Bruins, they got the yellow. I mean, yellow well, sometimes goes as a you, – you don't like those? I hate the Bruins, but I love that jersey. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, it's a very nice jersey. I hate them too. But. And I hate the Canadians, but I love that jersey too. Mm-hmm. Speaking of mess-ups, because we're pretty much going, I guess, over every team here. <laughs> Buffalo, Buffalo screwed up not going back to black, black and red, I think. Yeah. Yeah. You should have did their new logo, their regular jersey, but black and red. Yeah, no, I agree with that completely. I mean, other than also, that, I what what is with all these teams with their gray? Like Carolina, San Jose, yeah, Toronto. What's with the gray? Where does that come from? Like Buffalo what? has a little bit of gray too. The yeah. color of twenty twenty one. 
Ugly. Yeah, Winnipeg's Winnipeg oh is getting a lot of hate. God. Dude, uh, the Mighty Ducks. What is that logo? Well, That's you've never seen hate. that jersey before? Well, frick, man. They could have went back to, like, the actual good Mighty Ducks Yeah, logo. the actual Duck logo. That, the one that like. this guy is wearing on his, like, his jersey. They should have wore it. They've, yeah. They've done yeah. that. They've went back to that already, like, since they've switched logos. If it's not broke, don't fix it. <laughs> Fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, my rankings, I should have waited a couple days to do my rankings because the more and more I look at the Leafs jersey, I don't hate it as much as I did at the start. Also, and I don't know, maybe other people, I've seen other people tweet this, but, like, the way the model is modeling it, it makes the jersey look huge. And maybe on the player, it might look different. Actually, I do notice that now. It's, like, really wide at the bottom. Yeah. On that picture. Like, Compared to the other, like, models, like, the jerseys go straight down. And then on our model, I find that it just looks huge. Like, she's wearing a, a jersey that's two sizes too big. Yeah. Like, you can tell she's wearing a sweater underneath it. It's got the hoodie out. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't love it. I think that – well, I, I love the colors, like, the – the solid white stripe at the bottom. I think it'll look, you know, it'll probably look good on the ice. I don't That's care. What I'm it's... saying. I think, I think it'll look better on the ice. Anything and, uh, looks good on Austin Matthews. All right. So. Damn right. You're damn right. I also noticed with this Leafs jersey, I do like how the the letter is blue. Yeah. I do like that. I like that. Okay. I should have waited a couple days to make that ranking system because I was a little, I was was hot and heavy on the jerseys, giving my immediate thoughts. And now the longer I look at it, the more I like some of them. Like Winnipeg's, I actually am starting to kind of like it. I, I like it too. That's what Brett was, you were saying to me last night too, but I don't know how I feel yet about that. It just seems like a, like a jersey you would go in like Walmart made. And it's like a, they can't make the exact same color jersey because it's a copyright thing, but they can make a knockoff version of it. And that's just what it seems like. Fair enough. Anyway, we should uh, we should move on in case people who are listening don't care about jerseys. Okay, well, then we'll just – last name for jerseys. What's everyone's one favorite? Like, number one that they think won it all? The like, the one, one that I'll be buying? Yeah. Ooh. Um, okay, the number one for me – just because I've always loved it, and I'm sure you guys are going to pick the same, but that Flames is just fire. Flames is fire jersey, yeah. Brett, do you have one? If I had to buy one, honestly, I'd probably buy Columbus. Uh, good. I'm glad someone else yeah. likes it as much as I do. Well, then uh, I'll, I'll continue with the picking of different teams. I think if I were to buy one that wasn't a Leafs one, it would probably be that Florida Panthers one. That thing is nasty. I love that. I just love that logo and, and the color scheme. I do I, love that logo. I, I wish they never got rid of that. Yeah, exactly. So um, now we have our our segment of CNG Hockey Guy. Um, now transitioning a little bit. I haven't even thought, Landon, it's your turn to a- a- ask or answer the question, I guess. I haven't really thought of a question. Um, so I will just add, off the top of my head. Um, CNG hockey guy, you guys know it. We don't have an ad read for him yet, but it's coming Working on it. You guys looked outside today? Oh, it's was blizzard. blizzard. Yep. Oh, it's a mess out there. No, I keep my blinds closed at all time. I, I figure that's the best way to keep COVID out. Yeah, gee, yeah, that'll work. <laughs> um, okay, Landon, 
you had uh, you had yourself a, a nice little break there um, going back home. Um, you know, what were the road conditions like heading to and from Grand Prairie? And just how was, how was the week in general being the catch up? Well, you know, when we were heading out, uh, just we, we prepared like we, we should. We had all of our, our game plan mapped out. We had the gas. We were ready to go. All the bags were packed. And, you know, we just we head out on the road. And I was prepared to, you know, meet my match and, you know, really have to focus and get in there. And, you know, the roads were – they were simple. You know, we played – they were easy. We, uh, we just got in there, did our thing – you know, signal to go right, signal to go left. It was simple. Had my cruise control on, you know, and we got home safely. Uh, did start to uh, get a little difficult towards the end. You know, I had to put a little more effort in uh, towards GP, but ultimately uh, the roads were good. Uh, in terms of the time at home, uh, that was great. You know, uh, got to recharge our batteries, you know, with the off week, uh, we, uh, we got lots of sleep in, you know, the workouts weren't too hard, but uh, we still hit the gym hard to make sure that we were in shape, uh, you know, caught up on uh, things that I've been missing, you know, because uh, I'm always so busy with school. So, yeah, the, the break was great. Good to recharge. Uh, and yeah. That's awesome. I really like, I really like that answer. When you said uh, recharge the batteries um, and to stay in shape, the first thing I thought of um, is that Family Guy clip where – Trisha Takanawa is um, interviewing a guy outside and he's it's going he's, rain. He's the biker. No, he's the biker or whatever. And she's like, um, why are you biking out in this, in this, like it's pouring rain outside. And the guy just like, well, you know, I just like to bike. Uh, you know, it's a, uh, it's a great way to stay in shape. And he, and he keeps saying it's a great way to stay in shape over the whole time. And he like, yeah, you know, I have, I have, um, you know, a big disease here and it's, it's really tearing away my insides and, you know, it's a great way to stay in shape. That's the first thing I, that's the, that's the first thing I thought of when I heard that. Um, yeah. Good, no, good hockey guy. Um, and then before we go to an ad read, we'll give a quick shout out to uh, to our boy. I, we're going to call him our boy, Dustin Johnson, for uh, winning the Masters. He's married to or engaged to Wayne Gretzky's daughter, Paulina Gretzky. Um, there's a good picture of Dustin Johnson and Wayne Gretzky taking a picture and Wayner was wearing the caddy outfit. And I don't know if you saw that picture, but Wayne looked like a short little Asian lady. Like, I, I, I didn't even recognize him. He just looked completely unrecognizable. If you look at him, it doesn't look like Wayne. You think there's a sub in for Wayne. So that's what I thought there. Yeah, and that comes right after he uh, is started modeling for Drake's OVO company. That was fire. That was so fire. Like, I couldn't believe when I saw that. I got to get me an OVO, OVO Gretzky hoodie. You know, I don't watch much golf. I did pay attention to who was in the lead. Uh, but my one comment I have to make is I hate when the favorite wins in golf. It's more fun when the guys who you don't really – you've never heard of, you're like, what the hell? This guy's doing great. But yeah. I, like, I like Dustin Johnson a lot, so – I have no problem with him winning, and he's never won a Masters before, so I always like when new people win. So that's that's exciting. Yo, yeah. did, uh, did you guys hear? Did Tiger Woods shoot like an eleven on a par three or something? Yes, Brett. I was actually just about to get to that. He shot a ten on a par three because he oh uh, he hit it to the water three separate times <laughs> in the water. The most relatable moment from a, like the, one of the greatest golfers of all time, if not the greatest, and we can all relate to that. We've all put one in the in the in the, in the water. 
I relate to that every single hole I've ever golfed. Yeah. Oh yeah. You're not, you're not the golfer guy. I forgot about that. Not good. Don't not, you know, I don't know why I just, I've tried, man. I've tried to like it. It's Last summer I went I on a golf kick for like two months and I tried to enjoy it and just couldn't do it. It wasn't my thing, man. Were you drinking on the course? No, like a lot of Here the time. The only time I did for my stag, I think I went like three times that weekend. I was, I was definitely crushed every time. Uh, but the other times I wasn't because I actually wanted to try to get better. And I thought maybe if I get better, I might like it more. But it, it's just like, I think it's the slow pace that I don't like. I think that like what's so great about golf is like you can just get four of your buddies out there and you're just having a good time. And, like, I think not to get completely hammered, well, maybe by whole 16, 17, 18, it's a bit of a write-off. But, I mean, just having drinks and, like, playing what my dad calls it, he calls it whack fuck. It's just, it's, it's you hit the ball and you see what happens and you just, you can't, like, take any, take any ball you hit personally because, you know, you're never going to hit the ball good. See? But I, what I love yeah. about, what I love about golf is just that, you're going to hit 20 bad shots. You're going to hit one really good one and things are flying. Things are going. Now okay. You're then I need to start golfing with you. Cause when I go golfing, I go with guys who are shooting like three over par yeah, at the end of the round. And I'm, and I, I'm, I feel like I'm just like weighing them down. Like it's just like annoying to golf with me. Yeah. You're slowing them down. Yeah. No, you can't, you can't play with guys that are too good. I've yeah. actually, I know what you're saying. I went golfing once this summer with, couple guys who won't name any names but then one of the one of the guys he brought one of his buddies who is very good at golf but I don't think he knew any of us and like when he, I immediately started gripping the clubs a little bit tighter because it sucks when you're bad and you're golfing with someone who's good because you're like okay I'm this guy thinks I'm a joke and he's pissed yeah. golfers are serious about yes about oh, yeah. game and you know playing it right but when you got a hockey mindset coming on the golf course it's hard to you know be respectable to everybody Yep, I agree. Um, Landon, do you have uh, do you have an ad read that you would like to read? All right, I do have an ad read, but I'm going to preface this over the break. I have become a craft beer taster. I mm. tasted 14 beers over the break, including this specific GP Brew and Co. beer, which I will live rate right now. Open your mouth to better beer. That is just what you will find in Mercury Strong 7% Lager. A great beer that you can drink a lot of for far less than the competition. When you and your friends are looking to crack a cold one after hockey, on the course, or around the house, or if you've become a beer taster, then Mercury Strong 7% Lager is the way to go. Support local and enjoy a quality product for less. Okay, we say all the time that we love GP Brewing Co., and it's true. But normally, I go and I crush all these beers. I don't really sit and think about it. And, you know, it is very good. But I actually sat and I thought about Mercury Strong. And I gave it a 4.5 out of 5 on this app that I use. 
And I mean, you can't give a five out of five on the app because then it's, you know, you're not being fair to all the beers, but a 4.5 is a very good rating. And the reason I give it that is because of the high alcohol content and the smooth taste of a pure lager. And thus I gave it a very good rating. Uh, yeah. But I mean, have you guys ever like actually sat and tasted a craft beer? Oh, yeah. I've sat and I've, I don't know if you want to call tasted one. I've had a few. I went when Brett was actually working at Mercer. We went to a beer tasting there once, and there was a couple different uh, beers. I'm not exactly one to to partake in the craft or the IPAs. Even I'm more of just a give me a lager, you know, give me a, a pale ale, you know, nothing nothing crazy, but something that goes down easy. Yeah, you know, something that goes. But I still love the taste of that. I. I think it's when I was, you know, when I was 16 years old, I was crushing twisted teas. Um, I hated beer. Um, I couldn't drink wine, but now I'm 22. I'm crushing beers. I love wine. So maybe the craft beer is the thing, you know, four or five years down the road that I like. It's a, it's an acquired taste. What about you, Brad? Are you a craft beer guy? Uh, no, not really. I most times I hate IPAs and whatnot but honestly like the mercury strong's good for like seven percent i don't think i've ever had a beer that's like over five percent that tastes like that like it's pretty good yeah i agree usually um, when you get seven percenters there's just something different about it that's not very good but like with the mercury strongs i agree they taste they taste like any other beer would and you're getting that extra kick kind of yeah yeah no and i've heard that like i've given given them out a few times here when people are coming over to my place and like everyone's loved them so far. So I agree. Definitely I, check them I, out. I'm glad someone say they had they didn't like that one yet. Yeah. So it. Um, but anyway, I downloaded this app called uh, Untapped. Oh, and, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you can, can like use that one at Mercer. It's really cool. But anyway, so thus me and Cole, my brother-in-law, we became beer tasters over the break. So I'm gonna see how many I can get to. I know a guy that's tasted like 850 beers. So. Maybe I can get there one day. Who knows? 8.50. Yeah, man. Crazy. I don't know how long he's had the app. Probably a couple of years for sure. But Can you like look at other people's profiles and sort of see what they're rating? Into? Yeah, you see can. Who? You can look at everybody else's. And you can like comment and like toast. Like the toast button is like the like button. It's cool. Instead of Facebook, it's beer book. Yeah, here. I'll, uh, I'll read you a couple of my ratings. Can they sponsor the pod? Wouldn't that be nice? Well, yeah, but I mean, not all these breweries are from around here. Like, they could, they could be anywhere. Here's my, uh, here's a couple of my most recent ratings. All right, so here's a Fox 10% lager. Okay, so here's an example of, of a high alcohol content lager. My comment was, ew, and I gave it a point two five because it was horrible. <laughs> I tasted the, the GP Storm uh, Junior Ale. Oh, it was it was it was pretty good. I, I'm not gonna lie. I wanted to hate it. I really did want to hate it, but it was pretty good. What'd you rate it? I'm gonna read you a couple fun, funny one. This one's a holiday seltzer. I said Santa came early this year, and you and him are getting crushed on this seltzer. Wowza! <laughs> I tasted a hops in Belgian style triple IPA, and I said R and R, like it says on the bottle. Crack this one after a long day at work. Toss on Monday night football and start ignoring your wife. <laughs> <laughs> so, Landon, do you like, uh, do you limit yourself to one sip? No, you, you can drink as much as you want of it, but you like, have to really like taste it and 
you get you this know, swirl around the mouth kind of yeah kind of actually get the like you know what's what it starts with what it ends with and the more mm. beers i've tasted i've started to realize that you get different flavors at the longer the beer is in your mouth you really are trying, we'll have to have like uh on our instagram maybe once a week you taste one beer and then we post an ig video of you like wearing like a suit and you got your mustache and your hair all done up and you're just like a fancy craft beer um, drinker and you do one beer a week that'd be funny i don't know though if we could taste other beers we're pretty loyal oh, to gp brewing co beers we'll only orders i'm just gonna taste mercury lager every week every single week yeah <laughs> same video <laughs> <laughs> all right all right let's get in the nba this is your section yeah well something that you didn't even know was happening tonight um i guess if people are going to be listening to this by tonight correct Should yeah be. Sweet. So the NBA draft is tonight, which Landon, yeah, was, he was, didn't know it was happening. Um, but yeah, I know the NBA draft tonight. The first overall pick belongs to the Minnesota Timberwolves, um, who, was, who were not the worst team in the NBA. They actually won the draft lottery, bumped up a few spots. So they're going to get a really good player. And then the, 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 the number two pick, who I feel like even if you're a casual NBA fan, you're going to be annoyed with this belongs to the Golden State Warriors. Um, the Golden State Warriors basically were all hurt last season. Uh, Steph Curry was hurt. Klay Thompson was hurt. Kevin Durant left. They're still a stacked team, and they get the second overall pick. They're going to get um, – there's a couple guys that can get it. It all depends on who's going to go first. But it's going to come down to, um, you know, point guard slash shooting guard out of Georgia, um, Anthony Edwards. And then you're going to have – um, Lamelo Ball, who played in um, New Zealand this last season, he played in a pro league in New Zealand because he was actually banned from playing um, in the NCAA. He ruined his eligibility because um, he played in like a semi-pro league in the United States before, um, or his last year of high school. He went and sorry played in a pro league in Lithuania, and that ruined his eligibility, which is ridiculous. Um, anyways, and then there's the other big centerman who was out of Memphis. Jay- James, um, James Wiseman. Wiseman? Oh, yeah. Yes. Didn't so, he only play three games? So he, that's the thing. So he only played three games because the NCAA also canceled his eligibility after it was found out that one of the boosters gave um, this Wiseman, I think, paid like five or ten grand in moving expenses to get his family to Memphis so he could live at, like, at the school and do that. And the NCAA deemed him ineligible for accepting money just – because the NCAA is a joke and they hate kids furthering their future. Um, so, yeah, but he only played three games and he was the consensus number one draft pick at the beginning of the season, but obviously only played, obviously only played three, three games. So who knows where he will fall, but this guy looks like a giant. If the Golden State Warriors can grab him at number two, that'd be really impressive because then they would have Steph Curry at point, Clay Thompson at shooting guard, Andy Wiggins, who's a good complimentary piece at small forward. And then if you throw in who was supposed to be the number one pick in that James Wiseman, James Wiseman, that's again is another team like Golden State who's going to start, they could start killing people again, definitely. Um, but then that third overall pick actually belongs to the Charlotte Hornets. And that's where LaMelo Ball could possibly go. And the funny thing about that one is, is LaVar Ball, LaMelo's dad, famously claimed that he could post up and beat Michael Jordan in a one-on-one. Like it wouldn't be a competition. He'd beat him. And Michael Jordan has apparently gave the okay 
to draft LaMelo at three if he's available and still there. So LeVar might have to go one-on-one with Michael Jordan, the owner of the Charlotte Hornets, um, at some point here. So that could be interesting, seeing Michael post up LaMelo's dad. I would love to see that. <laughs> I heard that the, the Warriors might trade down to four with the Bulls. That could also happen too because – but the only issue there is, like, the Warriors won't make that deal unless they're getting a stud – coming back the other way, which they could definitely do because they, they're still in, like, win-now mode, obviously, with Curry and Thompson. And I guess you could still say Draymond Green. But, I mean, it's not fair that they get the second overall pick. They, they go to the finals five times in a year. Five times in a row, sorry. And then now they got the second overall pick. They're going to be so good next year. Oh, yeah. Um, a kind of other sort of drama in the NBA world is James Harden and Russell Westbrook. Um, are both going to be on the outs, I think, in Houston. It started off with Russell Westbrook because I guess there's – I don't think that they like, they say, the culture that's um, with the Rockets organization, and I think that has something to do um, – I think their owner and kind of their president is a, a pretty big Trump supporter, and I legit think that's par- partially of the reason for, for Harden and Westbrook because they've been – Westbrook especially has been pretty vocal with the Black Lives Matter movement, so – and I guess, you know, James Harden's a ball hog and Russell Westbrook is a ball hog. So you can't have those two guys on the same team. So I'm not sure where Westbrook was going to go. But I guess Harden said that he will either go – he only will go to Brooklyn or he'll go to Philly. And if he goes to Brooklyn, you might as well cancel the NBA season because they will win it all with um, Harden, Irving, and a freshly uh, – fresh – I don't know what you want to say here. Off the injury, Kevin Durant, I guess. Um, who's probably a top three basketball player in the entire world, right behind LeBron, in my opinion. So Brooklyn could be end up being really stacked. But that's what I love about the NBA. As soon as the offseason hits, like, drama happens. Like, it, James Harden, two years ago, you never would have said this guy was ever leaving the Houston Rockets. And now it's like he's going to be gone probably next week or in a couple of weeks. So that's exciting. Hey, I love the NBA. The Oklahoma City Thunder are going to be the best team in the league in, like, eight years. Them and the New Orleans Pelicans. Um, they got – so Oklahoma has probably about eight, eight first-round picks in the next five or six years. And then the New Orleans Pelicans just traded their he's – a, he's a good point guard. He's no all like, crazy, crazy good. Drew Holiday? Drew Holiday. Traded him for three or two first-round picks and, like, two uh, pick swaps, which means that they'll just – swap picks basically um but yeah new orleans is setting themselves up very nicely milwaukee wants that championship you can see that they're going out making trades so i just don't think that that was uh they gave up a lot for just a point guard and drew holiday which is fine but i don't think that's going to be enough because they got rid of george hill who was very good for them a really good point guard and they got rid of eric bledsoe who is also a very good point guard so i'm not sure if they made exactly the right moves, I guess we'll find out. But they're just trying to make sure Giannis stays because Giannis is a free agent um, next year, next offseason. That's wild. I hope he becomes strong. My last couple of things on the NBA. Um, they finally announced their season start date, which would be December 22nd. Um, but they only announced the first half of the season up until about March 4th. And then they, at some point, they will announce the second half of the season, which will include sort of the playoffs and everything and the second half of the 72-game regular season. And also they'll include whatever games they may have had to reschedule because um, that is probably an inevitable thing that will have to happen. The, and, 
also the Toronto Raptors have sort of made their pitch to the Canadian government um, to have them get their 14-day quarantine waived from when they come back from the United States during the season um, because they do want to play in Toronto and play in Canada, but it wouldn't work if they have to keep doing the, the quarantine every time they come back into the country. So it's either they will get the quarantine waived and play in Toronto or the other two hotbeds that they've been talking about are playing in Tampa for the season or playing in Kansas. Um, Patrick Mahomes has been uh, – pushing for the Raptors yeah. to come play in Kansas because they don't got a team in uh, Kansas or in Missouri just in general. So the, uh, things are happening in the NBA. Yeah. Well, you're the NBA guy. So, I mean, you covered it all, but I will say they probably won't get many viewers in Canada for those first two weeks of the season. They decided to start right when the world juniors will be on the TV. Yeah, very true. That's very true. Um, it'll be weird seeing the World Juniors. I mean, they just got all their boys in, in Red Deer starting their 30-day quarantine bubble thing. Could you – I mean, I guess you don't really – for a lot of those junior guys, they don't have any teams to go and play for. But, like, a guy like Dylan Holloway, I mean, he's going to miss a lot of his college season with – or at least, you know, a lot of college training with Wisconsin or whatever. Um, it's a long training camp, I guess, though. Yeah, and here's a little tidbit that I tried to tweet out and get some clout, but uh, oh yeah, it didn't work. But yeah, we'll say this now. It'll work. That's okay. You know, people can listen, and and when the news comes out, people would say, you know what, they were right. They had it first, and according to a source, three U Sports teams: the University of Calgary Dinos, University of Alberta Golden Bears, and the Mount Royal Cougars will all play the Canadian World Junior Team on back-to-back-to-back weekends heading into the World Junior Championship as kind of a prep. Each of them will, like, enter in Red Deer, yep. Each of them will enter, like, the bubble uh, for their own little bubble, do their tests, do their quarantine, and play. And then uh, the next team will come in, so on and so forth. And it should be televised is what I have been told. So that's exciting for those guys. They do guys that doing... every year? No. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they do play them every year. Like, that's who the World No, they play the U Sports All-Star team. Oh, okay. So these are specific schools that are they're going to play against. Yeah. Normally, that's they fair. would play, like, the absolute best All-Star team of all the players in U Sports. Ah. So, but, right, yes, you're, I guess you're, you're half right. That's that's going to be uh, exciting, some hockey on TV. Well, and it's televised. And I was I was saying, like, for those guys who are playing for those schools who may still want to go to Europe or something, or you never know, uh, having that televised and playing against what is arguably going to be a top five Canadian World Junior team of all time, it could be Are they going to be that beneficial. good? Are they stacked this year? Oh, their roster is very good. Damn, that's going to be exciting. I mean, you, you also like have to take that with a grain of salt because, I mean, you're trying to predict now what they're going to be like in the future. But yeah. if they all go on their current trajectories, then, yes, it will be very stacked. Yeah, that would be exciting. Maybe get some uh, some love to the U-Sports sports area and crew. Um, yeah, that's kept secret in Canada. You're damn right. Um, Landon, I don't know if you're available for this next ad read, but we do have another one coming up. 
Well, you know, I could check my schedule. Uh, just let me look. Oh, yeah. Okay, I'm free. Perfect. You know, we don't want to sound like alcoholics, but, you know, we occasionally have a drink here and then. And, you know, when I have a drink, I like to take some vodka, mix it in with some crayon, maybe some Sprite, put some, put some ice cubes in there, keep it cold. Squeeze a lime? Well, I'm not really a big lime guy, but I know lots of people are. When I do make said drink, though, I always use Latitude 55, our friends at the distillery, located in Grand Prairie, Alberta. Latitude 55 is rooted in a collaborative love for finely crafted spirits and pride in the place we all call home. They create every spirit with local grains and botanicals and look to the community to find inspiration for unique quality flavors. Every bottle from Latitude 55 is created with hard work and passion. When you get together with friends, you want to relax and enjoy the Alberta way. That's why they created Good Company Vodka. And let me tell you, when you're drinking the vodka, you're always with Good Company. A smooth, easy drinking product that will leave you and your friends feeling completely satisfied without breaking the bank on high-priced spirits. Find good company at a retailer near you, and if you can't find it, ask them to bring it in so everybody can enjoy good company and relax, hang out with their friends, and crush some good company. Yeah, good company is uh, my favorite brand of vodka. It's actually the only vodka I've had in the last few months. Um, Yeah, no, thanks a lot to to Latitude 55 for helping the boys out on the pod and, and getting that out out there. We love new, we love good company vodka. Mm-hmm. And um, just like GP Bruco, whenever I get uh, feedback on Latitude 55 vodka, I, it is always positive. So get out there, test out the good company vodka. You can't miss it. It's like a uh, guy playing guitar on the side. So. Yeah, I love it. All right. We are now going to transition in to our other main sport that we like to talk about here, um, the NFL. The NFL is in full swing. We are heading into week 11. Tomorrow night will be week 11, start of it. Um, Landon, your Oakland Raiders – sorry, your Vegas, your Vegas Raiders are, are looking hot. They're they are hot. Six and three, is that what we are? Six and three, they've won three in a row two of which have been against divisional opponents, which is huge. Got to make those divisional wins. They come in big when you're down at the end and you're grinding and you're maybe perhaps you're tied for that last playoff spot. They look at your divisional wins to break it. So, And, yeah, so they, right now the Raiders, they own the wild card tiebreaker over the Titans, the Dolphins, and the Ravens based on the AFC record and over the Browns um, based on the head-to-head. So that is that is very good for the Raiders. They just keep if they can keep kind of going, then they probably will get in. Seven teams do get in um, to the AFC and the NFC. So obviously you have your division leaders. Um, you know you got the Steelers and the Chiefs and the Bills. And so then after that, right now you have the Colts, who are six and three. They have the tiebreaker over the Titans right now in the AFC South. Colts who are also said, six and three. Yeah, but Col- the Colts, they took care of business against the Titans last Thursday they night. They, they're looking good. I mean, I don't think they have a quarterback that can do them any real good with Phil Rivers. Um, he used to be good, not as, not as much anymore. 
a team, the teams that I like, though, I mean, in that sixth spot, the Miami Dolphins, they look so good. Yeah, they look so, so good. Um, they're such an exciting team to watch. Um, and then if you head over just to the NFC, my New Orleans Saints, we are seven and two. We are we are in second in the NFC behind the Packers because the Packers are also seven and two, but they beat us earlier this season, so they own the tiebreaker. Um, Saints are in some tough luck, as I was mentioning earlier. Drew Brees uh, with a punctured lung and some cracked and broken ribs. So we're going to see Jameis Winston probably starting at quarterback um, this week. Obviously, you're going to see a lot of lot of opportunity to go for Taysom Hill um, behind there as well. He's exciting. Um, but if I'm looking at just sort of the, the NFC, there's only a couple – like the Saints, I think, can do well. Packers can do well. Cardinals and Bucks. And then after that, it sort of gets a bit of a drop-off. I mean, you're not sure what you're going to get with the Rams or the Seahawks. The Seahawks looked unbeatable at the beginning of the season, and they've now lost two in a row. Um, and in the game against the Rams, when I watched it, I mean, they had a chance to – I mean, they had to start from their own, like, five-yard line at the end of the game to work it upfield and try to tie it up. So it's four minutes left, and they, they still needed two scores, um, a touchdown and a field goal. But they just – there was no sense of urgency for them, like trying to get up the field. Russell Wilson looked like he couldn't care less. So I'm worried for the Seahawks and their and their defense because they're getting eaten up alive out there. And there's only you so need much defense, though. Like that's why the Rams beat the Seahawks because their defense is phenomenal. A hundred percent. And the Seahawks just have no defense. I mean, um, it's tough. Sorry for for my dad, but I got to bring this up. The Chicago Bears are now. Five and five after losing to the Vikings on Monday night, they have now lost four in a row. Um, they're not sucks. making the. They're they're not making the playoffs right now. They're sitting one spot out of the playoffs. The, the with, seven teams that the 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 seven teams that are currently in are will be the teams to make it, except the fourth seed. May that's the only seed that could change. Because it's the NFC East, whoever wins that holds the seed. So it'll be – could be anyone in that division, really. But it'll likely be the Giants or the Eagles. And I really hope it's the Giants. I would love to see it. I would love to see the Giants um, get to the playoffs as well. Your first year switching allegiances to the Raiders. And then the Giants go ahead and make the playoffs. I'll be – It's not in- my first year switching allegiances. It's your first – This is my season. second – season as a Raiders fan, full season. However, uh, I will say last season I was still on the fence. And the last season was the season that made me become a Raiders fan. But anyway, it's not my fault that I just picked a team and I ended up not liking them and I I had found another team. It was one season. I just love how – you can either like the if you're in the NFC East, you can either win the division or you're this close to possibly getting the first overall pick in the draft. Yeah, I don't even. I feel like if I'm any of these teams in the NFC East, I'm trying not to win games. Like you're gonna get the playoffs and you're gonna get dusted by whoever you play. Like I don't think but it makes a difference. A team's gonna get in that's six and ten, man. Like that, they will be six and ten and get in. I remember a few years back. Five, five, maybe like six, seven years ago, and the Saint, or the, sorry, the the Seahawks got they won their division at seven and nine, and went on to play the 
the Saints in the first round and upset the Saints and beat them in the first round in the wild card round. So I guess never say never for a team in the NFC East, um, as they could ever know pull out a pull out a shocking one. I guess as you if I say. could see two teams though in the AFC make it, it would be my Raiders and the Dolphins. Uh, and I and I mean it'd be it'd suck for Browns fans to not make it again, but I would love to see the Ravens just start being shitty. Same with the Titans. So. Yeah, the Ravens are – they didn't look great, especially losing to the New England Patriots, who really don't look great. Um, but, so, yeah, I mean, you could have the, the Ravens sneak out of that spot and then the Browns move their way in. They own the head-to-head tiebreaker right now over the Browns, so they will need to, at some point, get a win over them. I don't know if they play each other, but they're going to have to get one extra Yeah, they win. play again. Well, that'll be, that'll be a big game for sure um, to watch. Um, also on the, on the weekend, there was the, the big Kyler Murray to DeAndre Hopkins game winning touchdown pass. I thought, I thought the bills had it when Josh Allen threw a crazy impressive touchdown pass to Stefan Diggs with 35 seconds left in the game. I thought it was over. I sent a text in the group chat bragging about Josh Allen. And then I flick on my Twitter or sorry, I flick on the game with the Cardinals and, I mean, to watch Kyler Murray just dance around all the defenders, avoid getting sacked at around the 50-yard line, and then while running to throw a ball 50, 60 yards to DeAndre Hopkins, who's covered by three guys in the end zone, jump up and grab that ball to walk off, win the game. It was probably one of the cooler, uh, not just football, but sporting moments I've seen in a while. Yeah, that, that was crazy. I was not watching that live, unfortunately. I was driving. But I did, however, see the text, and as soon as I was not driving, watched it, and I was like, wow, that's insane. The fact that there were three defenders around him and he still got that ball is just absurd. But, I mean, I don't know why Houston would have ever traded him to Arizona in the first place, but Arizona's lucky because now they have that Murray to Hopkins connection and looks good. Yeah, it looks really nice. Um, let's, we'll drop the Antonio Brown thing. We'll we'll mention that one a little later. I will. Um, we're going to go with, we're going to go with our week, week 11 locks. Um, so I don't even remember what our week 10 locks were. I don't think we had any week 10 locks. We're going to starting week 11. This is when the season starts. We're going to start keeping better track of these. So let's, let's, uh, Brett, I don't know if you can, after this pod, maybe, Go into our locks from, go into our locks from last, like previous history, um, and just maybe add those up if that's something we can get done. Add what our locks. That we, I don't know if you have track of those. I I have them written down, not in front of me right now, but no, we won't, we won't do it now. But we'll have it for next week, so we'll get our actual like our our records, our win loss record. We'll get that added up, and we'll start keeping track of that. Um, B Rob, you need a haircut. Yeah, I gotta. A little bit of I think it was good. Whoa. Flow. Long as Yep. Okay. Anywho, uh, did you want to start your locks? Well, no, you start because I started last week, but you uh or two weeks ago, so that'd be you start putting your locks in your in your notes, then we just have them. Brett usually writes them down, I think. That's what I always assume Brett's writing it down. Uh fair enough. <laughs> right. Spoiled with my producer. All right, you go first. 
Okay. All right. So looking at the schedule ahead, um, the one morning game that I like will be, I'm going to take the Pittsburgh Steelers over the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, again, Jacksonville's not very good. They almost, you know, they held in there with the Green Bay Packers last week, which I thought was fun to watch. Um, so I got Pittsburgh over Jacksonville though, because they're eight and zero. They're going to be, or no, they're nine and zero, or whatever they are. They're going to, they're going to continue winning. I think. I don't think they're going to lose there. Um, also, I'm going to pick a little bit of a some love for a team that might not always get a lock. It'd be the LA Chargers over the New York Jets. Um, the Jets look like they could squeak out a win here or there, but I think this is the game the Chargers win. They've uh, had a lot of one-score games where they've been on the wrong end of it, but I think this is the one for the LA Chargers that they're going to win. Um, and then, just because I want to start picking maybe a risky lock pick of the week, I'm doing this just to spite you. I am locking up the Kansas City Chiefs over the Vegas Raiders on Sunday night football. I think the Raiders are on a bit of a high horse right now. They beat Kansas earlier in the year, so they're all thinking they can do it again. But Mahomes is going to throw probably 400 yards, four touchdowns, and just light them up. Put that middle finger down, Lando. You all can't see that, but I just fingered Livy the entire time he was talking. Uh, Pardon me? What? You did what to me? for? Fingered you. Yeah, I don't like that. Middle fingered you? There we go. That's better. Maybe. Um, all right. I also – I my locks, all three – well, two of the three are risky. Um, I strongly believe that Dr- John Gruden and the Raiders have the Chiefs figured out. I think that Pat Mahomes is going to struggle – because the Raiders play such a run-and-gun, lock-it-down, in-your-face style game. And the Chiefs are fancy. They're fancy. Let's make the big throws. And I don't – I just – the Raiders are the team to lock that down. And I'm going to lock up my Raiders. I think for the I, first I, time possibly ever, we have a reverse lock. We both – we're battle. picking the same game, but we're picking two different teams for a lock here. And – you also might be the first person in the history of football to lock up any team that's playing the Chiefs. The I I just I maybe I have a lot of confidence, but I will be sitting down watching every second of this game. This is a huge game. If the Raiders go two and zero against the Kansas City Chiefs, watch out because they don't have that many tough games left. Like they still got to play the Broncos again, the Chargers again, the Dolphins. I guess that could be a kind of a tough game. But anyway, I just – I really like my Raiders in this game. I locked them up here. I will lock them up in our picks with your dad that we do every week. And I made a $10 bet against my brother-in-law, Brock, who is a Chiefs fan <laughs> – bandwagon. Um, and so, thus, I am – I have a lot of confidence in them. And you know what? If it blows up in my face, it blows up in my face. That's and- Bold. I, I I do appreciate the boldness, but I think Patrick Mahomes coming off a of bye week is his arm is feeling good. He's wanting to sling this thing 500 yards. Yeah, and I don't think they're going to let him. Hey, what else do you have? I got uh, I got the wonderful and beautiful looking Tua in the Dolphins jersey that I just absolutely can't get enough of. They're 3-0 since he's come in. They won five. I'm pretty sure they're, they've won their last five. And 
I have them over the Broncos. I'm, I, I mean, I pay most attention to the AFC West, so I know how shitty the Broncos are. So it's also really easy for me to take the Dolphins over the Broncos. But uh, that's a lock, too. Plus, I don't know if I have a second or a third favorite team, like, legitimately, but I love the Dolphins' colors scheme. Just, it's one of my favorites, so. Can I guess what I think your third lock is? Sure. Browns? No. No, I, you're a Browns guy. You're a Baker Mayfield guy. So I thought maybe that'd be your pick this week. Who do you got I, for your third lock? I do like the Browns. It actually, it's kind of annoying. All the teams that I, like – that I like after the Raiders are all in the AFC, which I wish I liked some more NFC teams, but I don't. I'm the opposite. I'm an NFC guy. Uh, fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. And the last one I got is uh, Kyler Murray and the Cardinals over the Seahawks. <laughs> Man, you are picking like two crazy locks that are like crazy locks. <laughs> well, the Seahawks have been brutal. And the Cardinals have been really good. And you know what? Maybe I'm stupid for picking it because nothing ever goes the way that it's trending. But I really like the Cardinals team. Um, at a 6-3 a and three team that I think should be more like 4-5 and five or 5-4 five and four right now, uh, they're confident. And I think the Seahawks are, are – not good enough defensively to stop the Cardinals, so that's that's my biggest reason why. Um, I think the Seahawks relied way too much early in the season on their offense, and that's why they had such a, an impressive record. And you can see it now that their defense, their lack of defense, is catching up with them. And thus, the Cardinals will win this game and will take over first place in the NFC West. I like the bold predictions this week. You, uh, it, it'll be a good week for locks. It's a good thing that we're counting the locks now. So I don't want to. I don't want this week to be forgotten potentially. Yeah, that'll be huge. Alrighty. Okay. Cool. No, that's. I think that's talking NFL for the week. Oh uh-huh. no. I got. I got facts. Oh right. Fun facts. facts. You were. You were hyping these facts up for us too. So. Well, uh, only because it took me a while to find this one out, but. Uh... I want you guys to guess, actually. So, I, I was curious, who – how big do you think the biggest player in the NFL is? Like, right now, currently? Or currently? Currently. Is it that guy for the Raiders who's, like, six foot eight, 300 pounds? Nope. Hold on. Let me, let me get it. – There's actually a tie. Well, kind of a tie. Namaduke Sa. Namaduke for uh, Tampa Bay. Hey, Nadomakin. Nope. It's Nadomakin Sue. I never know how to say no. it. Um, the biggest – I don't know, Brett. Who is it? All right. So, there's uh, there's one guy on the Broncos. His name's DeMar Dotson. Oh, yeah. He's a, he's a – Wide receiver? O- OT? Does that mean – Offensive tackle. tackle. Offensive tackle. Yep. So, I don't know the positions yet. So, and he comes in at uh, six foot nine, 315 pounds. Big boy. <laughs> Holy – and then the biggest guy in the NFL, his name is Alejandro Villanueva. Uh, he's six foot nine, three hundred and twenty pounds, and he plays for the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. I want to give him also ma- an offensive tackle. I want to give a major shout out to you on how you pronounced his name. That was like you sounded magnificent. That rolled off the tongue very nice, Brett. Yeah, yeah. Well, I know I'm I'm, a, I'm cultured, man. What can I say? <laughs> <laughs> that that is huge. Can you imagine lining up against any of those guys and like? 
aspiring to hopefully get by them. Wait, and so, so who, who do you think the smallest guy in the NFL is? Tariq Cohen. Tariq Cohen, Chicago uh, Bears. I don't think so. I don't um, he plays uh, on okay. – uh, Christian McCaffrey. Hey, wait, no, Cohen's smaller than McCaffrey. What, uh, what team is he on? Actually, there's, like, there's quite a few ties for the smallest guy. Uh, he's on the Saints, I think. Um, is, is it, is it uh, Harris? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, five I don't want to see. That's cool. Imagine, imagine that, though. Like, if you're five foot six and you get tackled by a guy who's six foot nine, like. That would be so. That's fr- I'd be, like, anyone, any of those, you'd be five foot six and, like, any of those guys that are even six one, six two, man, is like that would be Hunter? terrifying. Uh, no, I think he's a like runner, like a. I don't know. No, he's big football. Big football. returner. He's a punt returner, and he's like a wide receiver kinda. He's yeah. a punt returner. He returns <laughs> our punt. He's five foot what? Yeah, dude, five six. <laughs> Holy! He just crawls under the legs of everybody. Yeah. That would be. That's probably why they have him there. He, Dude, I'm also surprised. Like I always thought I was way too small to ever play in the NFL, but like there's a lot of guys who are five eleven. So if you just put on that body mask, you I just got yeah. Just if we start now, we'll get you in the NFL by the time we're thirty. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I can do Usually it. Usually, most NFL players are leaving the NFL at thirty from all the body damage. <laughs> that's kind of Um. <laughs> I do have a question. Did you say DeMar Dotson is the tallest? Well, no. So he, him and uh, Alejandro are actually tied for height, but uh, Alejandro's got five pounds on him. So uh, had a I few see. more six packs in the summer. And what, okay, I do have to ask again, what is uh, their, like, what are their stats? Because I want to know if, how big, now, uh, can you say it again? Nahamaduke Sue? I don't know who that is. I... No, <laughs> Nudomican Sue. Nudomican Sue. There it is. Also, I tried Googling it and like I couldn't get like a straight answer. It kept giving me like answers from other years. So I just yeah. went through like on every roster and just looked through the heights. I, wow. I, I just looked, I just Googled it on just the heaviest NFL player and like in recorded history. Um, Aaron Gibson, who played for the Steelers, played for the Bears, the Jets, a few teams. Um, I'm not sure what his height was, but in the NFL, he was weighing in at 410 pounds. And in high school, he was 440 pounds. Holy shit. So he lost weight when he went up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's crazy. Big boy. All right. What do we have left? We just got to do U-Haul? Man, Nahamadu Sue is not near as big as I thought he was. He looks huge when you watch him. They all look huge. That's true. That's true. Okay, well, listeners, listeners out there, are you are you looking for trucks or trailers or storage to possibly move some things around the country or the province or from one home to another? Well, then U-Haul is your one-stop shop for your DIY do-it-yourself needs. Founded in 1945, U-Haul is one of your is your one-stop shop for do-it-yourself moving and self-storage. U-Haul rented trucks are specifically engineered from the ground up to assist moving families, not freight. Our moving trucks have more safety features than other moving trucks in the industry, including this feature that I absolutely love. I say it every single time. 
but with the gentle ride suspension and the high visibility mirrors to assist the driver. Whether you are moving a small apartment or a large four bedroom house, U-Haul Truck Rentals in Grand Prairie, Alberta will provide you with the moving truck rental you need to get from point A to point B. U-Haul is home of the 1995 rental truck as well. So choose U-Haul to find the perfect size moving truck to assist you with your move. U-Haul, um, A-Hole, and A-Listers. I wanted to make sure I went first this week. I haven't went first in a while, and I was scared that um, my picks might get um, swindled from me like they have, like with Khabib Nurmagomedov. Nurmagomedov. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not even going to go go um, try testing that. Oh, breaking news. Baker warns negative coronavirus test is not a Kevlar vest against Thanksgiving. So, so he, so uh, Baker Mayfield is telling me um, a negative Corona test is not going to save you from Thanksgiving COVID. So just shouting that out there. Good to know. Um, sorry. It was the first thing that popped up when I opened my phone. I, I had to do it. Um, I want to go ahead and, you know, I'm going to get a little uh, political on the positive side. My A-lister of the week is political Bill Belichick. Um, head coach of the New England Patriots came out today and he is urging the United States to take action against Turkey and Azerbaijan. Brett, am I saying that right? Azerbaijan. I don't know. I actually have no idea. <laughs> okay, sorry. He's, he's, t- he's urging the United States to take action against Turkey and Azerbaijan for the atrocities and ethnic cleansing of the Armenian people going on right now. Um, there is... There's a bunch of threats kind of going to the Armenian people and they're being, um, it's a humanitarian, humanitarian crisis. There's ethnic cleansing that's going on, um, to the Armenian people. They're kind of being shut out, um, and attacked, um, by Turkey and Arbesian. I can't, I can't say that one, right? So basically just good on Bill Belichick for trying to get the word of the Armenian people out there. We don't like ethnic cleansing on the A-list. So we're going to shout out the good stuff like that. Sports guy being a good guy. That's what I got. I like it. I like it. Back on that one. We're going, we're going different. And then my a-hole, are we going to go a-listers from everyone here? Yeah, we'll go a-listers from everyone. Brett. uh, So my a-lister, kind of random, but he's making a comeback. Mike Tyson. (laughs) He's got a fight coming up November 28th against Roy Jones Jr. And I'm probably going to watch it. I'm excited. And oh, yeah. same night, Jake Paul is fighting. Uh, Jake Paul's Nick fighting Robinson. too. I can't wait to watch that guy get his ass kicked because he in is the a UFC. Loser. No boxing. Oh, boxing. Oh, wow. It's just a money grab, but I think Jake Paul will win, though. I yeah. heard he's actually quite a good boxer. Yeah, I think he will win. What from him? Who told you that? <laughs> well, he no, just. He's fought before, dude. If you watch the videos of him shadow boxing, anyone's good, right? Man, last last time he fought, he fought some other YouTuber, and they they ended in a draw. Like such a grab. Who's he fighting? Um, the old NBA player who's like five foot eight. That's awesome. Yeah, I I can't believe that that fight's even happening. I think it's hilarious. It's all for Uh, club, though. Yeah. But yeah, Yeah. you're right. Mike Tyson will be a fun one to watch. I can't wait. All right. My uh, A-lister is Kim Ang. I did, mm. in fact, have to uh, Google how to pronounce her last name because it is spelled N-G. It is pronounced Ang. 
However, she is the first female general manager in any of the core four sports or maybe even MLS too, but I don't know that for a fact. Uh, anywho, that is huge. Another big step for women in uh, important roles. <laughs> Sorry, boys, you got a package that just came in. <laughs> <laughs> That's what all that beefing was about. <laughs> well, uh, we can keep like, that in. <laughs> anywho, uh, yes, uh, Kim, that's great. Uh, good for young girls to see, uh, you know, that they can get to those levels and, and hold those important roles too. I'm hoping the NHL follows suit soon. Maybe, I mean, the NFL has female coaches now, so it's same with the NBA. So, you know, NHL, you're a little behind. So start uh, start doing your part. I mean, typically we're pretty behind, but sorry, boys, about the about the beeping. But no, you're right. That's a, I like that a lister. Finally, we're getting some women in the professional sports leagues, which they deserve. So that's exciting. Thanks for clarifying uh, on how to pronounce that too, because I had no idea. I was going to say ng, just because that's how you spell it. I was going to yeah. call her Kim ng. Kim ng. The tough one. Uh, anyway, I guess my eagle of the week is the head coach of the – I'm going with football, the head coach of the New York Giants, Joe Judge. Um, you know, you'll like this one, Landon. Well, so as a, from what I hear about Joe Judge, he's a pretty hardcore football guy. You know, he, he's, he's a football guy through and through. Um, he got into what was called a physical altercation with his offensive line coach um, earlier yesterday or today. I'm not exactly sure. Um, and this offensive line coach is a much bigger man and apparently landed kind of got the better of Joe judge in the fight and he kind of, you know, beat him up and Joe judge immediately fired him um, as offensive lineman for the team. So the offensive lineman is now fired after the, the giants been playing so good and over this fist fight and Joe judge getting his ass kicked, he was a sore loser and he fired his offensive lineman. So that's a pretty a-hole move joe judge you know what mark uh, the giants down for the super bowl now when teams have shit like that that happens they always win yeah well i don't know you're talking the giants like, it'd be different if like mahomes squared up with andy reed or something but <laughs> <laughs> that would be so funny to see i'd love the andy reed fight that'd be great <laughs> All right, Brett, who's your a-hole? Well, speaking of sore losers, I know we don't really like to get political, but my boy Donnie <laughs> Trump, <laughs> man, he's, gotta, yeah, yeah. he's just got to give it up, I think. I think, yeah. yeah I like when you a real a-hole right now, okay? So, I like when you uh, scroll through his Twitter and they're all just like, this tweet has been disputed or like, this is not factually correct or – yeah. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Take I don't it know. Off the I think, get honestly, I think he's disputing the whole thing so that like Biden can't take any credit for like what's going to happen with the vaccine and stuff. Just so yeah. he kind of keeps him in the dark there. I don't really know though. But uh, I just think that Trump is just like I think he's also going to yeah. eventually just run in four years probably. So he's well, probably yeah. that's what he'll run off of. Hundred percent. So he's uh I think he's just got to give it up. Like I don't know. I don't I don't think he's got a chance to win it at this point. So. <laughs> yeah. No. I agree. <laughs> Yeah, yeah you know what? while we're at it, I claim the uh, Alberta Major Midget Hockey League Championship from 2015. 
<laughs> yes, me too. And I also claim all three years of junior that I played championships because I can. That's yeah. how that works. If you lose, you can still win. Well, actually, I, I was actually the valedictorian of my high school, but uh, there's a recount going on. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> right, Brett, you actually outside me for a second there. Like, wait a minute. No way. Good for you, Brett. Yeah, no, I, I didn't actually lose. <laughs> um, well, you were the valedictorian for the high no, school? Kanish oh, no, Kanish was our valedictorian. <laughs> but, but it was all based on votes. Ah, ah, I don't okay. think I got any votes. All right. I, I, I would have voted for you. I have two A-holes, and they both stem from, like, a design standpoint, per se, okay. um, or an innovation standpoint. Well, the first A-hole is the Toronto Maple Leafs jersey designer. <laughs> he nice. uh, clearly is a dick. Uh, He's a much more Canadian fan. Yeah, he's probably a Canadiens fan, and he just got the job to give us a really shitty reverse retro jersey. And he must have a cousin or something that works at Twitter because their innovation team decided to uh, introduce Fleets, which oh. is essentially Twitter stories. And also, they're, uh, uh, like you can now group call people on Twitter, which – I go on what? Twitter so that I can hide behind my keyboard and interact with all these random people who I have no idea who they are. I don't go on Twitter so that I can call and talk to these people, nor do I want to see their stories about their daily lives because I don't care. I like when they pretend to be random people like Coach Bombay and Austin Matthews mustache. and Active stick. Active stick. Like... That's the whole point of Twitter. So don't wreck it. <laughs> They're wrecking it. Wait, so you can call people on Twitter now? Yeah, you, you can like FaceTime via Twitter. So I can FaceTime Trump? Well, you know how you can <laughs> FaceTime your friends on Facebook? Yeah. You can now yeah. FaceTime the people you follow on Twitter. Like they have to follow you back, though. I'm going to try to FaceTime you right now. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I don't well, see anyway, it. We'll, we'll do this after we're done. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, that's, that's pretty much all we got. We recapped on the sports. Um, <laughs> Dylan is showing me a photo <laughs> on his phone. Um, so, yeah, that's all we got. Uh, we will be – we Zoomed this week because we're fairly busy people. Uh, but we will be back in person next week giving you the good content. We are likely going to have an interview. We have it planned. But uh, that's all we got for this week. So It's going to be a good one, too. I'm excited for this one. Yes, very exciting one coming up. So yeah. thanks again, people, well, for listening. On, hey, Sorry. We still got to make sure that the person can do it. So don't be saying that it is happening. We just don't no. know. If either way, either way, it's going to be a good one on Sunday. Um Thanks again for sticking with us through our little hiatus there, people. We're back, though. Um, and as much as I would love to stay and talk for another few minutes, I need to go drain the lizard. Um, so peace and love, people. Love you. Peace and love. Peace and love.